I mean, given given the way the whole thing ended, it was almost like uh, we just watched a prequel. You know, CBS did promise that they were going to trick us a little bit, oh. and I think they did. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that promise, but oh, okay. they did. I, I heard this. Um, I don't know where I heard this from. I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, the idea was that they were going to trick us, and they did trick us because I was waiting for this plot of... I think we discussed it in the last episode, the commander getting her own ship and it's going to be the discovery and that's the plot going forward. I thought that's what they you were going to do. I think, I think I had missed like everywhere that she's the first officer on discovery. Is she? We don't yeah, know that. Yet. I just read that somewhere. Oh, is she? Okay. Um, she has a ways to go from the previous. I, maybe she'll end up being the captain. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's still possible. But, as we know it, right now, her whole mutiny thing is not working out great. No, that that did not get resolved by the end of the episode uh, by talking it over over some tea. You know, I was kind of waiting for that Star Trek moment, to be honest, where, like, mm-hmm. she and the captain make up. But Yeah. But they, but that's they did serious. and they didn't. Yeah. And so, well, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so I guess we should start with the plot, right? We, I love the plot. We left off with um, the, the Federation warping in. Ah. Oh, no, was the Klingon ships? Uh, the Klingon, Klingon ships right. beat them there, yes, because it turns out that big bright light was Kaelas's signal that the Empire was in need, yep. and so we got a we got a big conference call going on. Gondor calls for aid. Exactly. Yep. So we get we get all the twenty four Klingon houses together mm-hmm. to a big chat hangout, and he announces that we should unite and destroy the Federation. Yes. Uh. It's a good supervillain speech. Yeah, I, I feel like he's a he's a good supervillain. He's got the look. He's got the headquarters. I gotta step outside the story for a moment and say he's a real mumbler. I didn't like his. <laughs> I, I almost wonder. To enunciate a bit. <laughs> I wonder if it's gonna come out at some point in an interview. Like he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I had all this shit in my mouth. And I could barely talk." <laughs> yeah. They were like, "Hey, you need to speak Klingon," and it just came out as kind of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, he was a good actor, but it was a little mumbly for my yeah. my ears. <laughs> he had a couple of lines there towards the end where he actually spoke very clearly. Oh, did he? I thought that okay. was interesting. Yeah. Uh, his English was a bit clearer too than yeah. his Klingon. Perhaps obvious reasons. Anyway, so he gets everyone together except for it's, one I, guy. I, oh. <laughs> one one minor tangent. I feel like it's a little a little nerdy that I, I noticed he has kind of a weird Klingon accent. Oh, you think so? You like, he speaks Klingon in kind of an odd way. It's a little yeah. stilted. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely stilted. Mm-hmm. His monologues were a bit long. Which is, you know, whatever. <laughs> his sentences were slow, but it could just be an affectation of the yes. person. Uh, so he rallies his houses. <laughs> and except is like, for hey. one guy. Yep. And they set him up to be, like, the villain of the villain. So I'm excited for the villain for the villain. Then they team up with Starfleet. <laughs> I, yeah. That could happen. So my thought is, it's revealed that this uh, this rallying cry leader um, wants to attack the Federation. So the guy dissenting from that, you have to think is the good guy, right? I mean, not necessarily. I, what he's trying to do is take uh, individual power away from the houses, you know, in some regard. Yeah, when you say unite the I mean, empire, that's what you happens mean, when you unite. You kind of mean take power from the individual yeah. uh, warlords. Yeah. Um, so maybe that guy just you know doesn't want to give up the the whatever feudal system, whatever yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you get the impression he's not like there's no particular animosity towards the Federation specifically. It's just that they're a good catalyst for this. Uh, well, that's the empire. it. They're they're using it as the the catalyst. Fine, it's a good word. Yeah. A uh, rallying point, something, just which a I, focal point. Which, uh, 
I find kind of interesting for Klingons. You know, that's a very Romulan thing to do, almost. I thought the Romulans just thought we were a lower species and really just hated to be even bothered with us, but sure. But, you know, starting starting a war for political reasons is more Romulan than, than Klingon, I think. Yeah. Is that a modern story? It feels like that's a modern story for, like, the 90s or the early 2000s. We haven't heard that I, kind of story in a while. It, what, starting starting a war for Yeah, it's kind of a conspiracy theory kind of one, right? A false flag attack. Kind but of. it's not a it's not false flag, but no. <laughs> it, it rings of that. <laughs> anyway, picking a war. So yeah. they've picked a war. They started and, a war. Yeah. Uh-huh. And as proof, um, the distress call from Starfleet is answered with a bazillion Starfleet ships showing up. So which it. was awesome. Excellent timing. Um, <laughs> Very was, dramatic. It you know, great. hey, the Federation is going to show up. Bam, there they are. Oh, man. His PowerPoint skills were on point. You, mm-hmm. you saw how he became a leader. <laughs> Time that to the second. Showmanship. It's all about showmanship. But a mumbly. But man, <laughs> the spectacle is there. <laughs> Oh, what happened next? Because, okay, so we have uh, all these ships. We have a little standoff. Off. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Graphics are great. The, Graphics. The Admiral <laughs> The admiral calls them and is, like, kind of a dick to them. But, you know, he, he tries to... No, he offered them what? You can uh, either leave right now or let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And their response was, fire everything. Yeah. Fire everything. That, that again. <laughs> Which they do in a, a beautiful explosion of pew-pew uh, lasers. Pew-pew, pew Which is uh, apparently the new form that phasers have taken. I like it. The, the old form was like a big, strong, steady beam. Mm-hmm. And these are Star Wars, <laughs> kind of. It is very Star Wars. Um, and, you know, if you want to be a Star Trek purist, you can go back to, like, the reason that phasers are the way they are is because they didn't want them to look like, you know, weapons, like traditional weapons. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, the idea with the, like, the next generation hand phaser was it didn't look like a gun. Hmm. Oh yeah, the little pebble one, the the yeah. vacuum cleaner, the, vacuum the dustbuster. Oh, that model. one. Yeah, that one looks like a gun. Uh, the little pebble one doesn't. The little true tiny one. Oh, so they do that. The, there's no no missile fire for some reason. Yeah, uh, we were noting uh, no photon torpedoes, mm-hmm. or at there's, least they didn't show up that well. There's the big. Uh, we'll have to replay it in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> there's the big uh, chargey cannon. That charges up and shoots. That was stuff. impressive. Did that come out of the nacelle that you thought it was? It wasn't very clear to me in that I shot where it of, came from. Well, it had like the these three uh, sort of opening-looking things, yeah. like one on each engine and one in the front. Oh, okay. I think the one in the front was that's kind of a traditional Klingon design. Um, bird of prey, like the. We got more bird of prey-looking ones. They're yeah. all kind of curvy and kind of wingy, and mm-hmm. they were all different-looking. So I, they a lot of designs. I enjoyed all the variations of of both fleets. Um, yeah. It was very much Star Wars meets Starfleet, so we took away the pure perfection of the beautiful Romulan war bird, you know, that thing. Yeah, yeah. And we get these more mechanical. (laughs) I mean, for all their bling, the Klingon ones look functional, so. Um, So the ship gets disabled. It is drifting towards an asteroid. Uh, Presumably, presumably everyone's going to die and there will not be a last second uh, rescue. Critical plot point, too. Uh, our commander, who we've been following, Michael, has been sent to the brig. And she's in the brig. Because mutiny <laughs> is not good, kids. Don't <laughs> mutiny. <laughs> uh, nice, spacious brig with a very interesting force field. It looked very much J.J. Abrams' brig, uh, Rathacon. Rathacon. <laughs> Con's cell. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It was definitely invoking that because it was mm-hmm. giant and empty and... Protected by force fields, it turns out. Uh, they didn't have the nameless security officer standing at a console. 
there. Yeah, I guess. kind of a staple of the bridge, usually. Yeah, I, I mean, even during Red Alert, there would always be someone there. Cause, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, also, the, the uh, okay. se- senior officer trapped in the brig while the ship is under attack is a, a well-worn trope of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. It's laid out, though. I, I, I At this point, I still thought they were going to make up and be happy-go-lucky Star Trek. But, again, it's not the show we're getting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but she's in there. And then, I love this scene. Um, an officer gets hit in the head. He wasn't the ops guy, was he? I think he was ops, yeah. He was the ops guy. Okay. And the, the helmsman, helms lady... And him still really haven't gotten many lines, but now he gets lines. He comes into the brig and yep. he's all delirious because yep. <laughs> he got knocked in the head. And that's why I feel like last time I, I said, you know, like if somebody doesn't have any lines, they're probably going to die. Um, oh. But I feel like there's also this kind of the one time extra zone where it's like <laughs> this guy doesn't seem like he's going to be a long term character. But man, he's talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Uh did Helm's Lady make it? I can't remember. I think she made it. I think she did. I, yeah. I'm i not sure we're going to see her again, because she never... Right. Didn't see her. No. Yeah. Okay. Like I think we've met like a third of the crew at this point. Okay. That's fair. So what happens? Uh, is this when they take... Oh, okay. No. the um, They're disabled, and they're worried that the ship that disabled them is going to blow them up, so they're drifting into the asteroid field, so that <laughs> ship leaves them alone, because I guess they want to watch like the cool effect of them hitting asteroids, I guess. They don't want to waste a laser. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive, those lasers. <laughs> so our heroes are going to die. They can't get the shields up, no thrusters, uh-huh. nothing. The ship is crap, because it still has life support and grav panel, but still can't manage and to fields. move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we get a Deus Ex Admiral Ka. Uh, Admiral Ka yep. Oh, whatever. I don't know that. Um, he shows up. The Admiral shows up and saves the day with a tractor beam. Yep. And he gives a very stern speech to the Klingons. And then they say something about how they have invisible ships. Turns and out they the Klingons have a cloaking make device. the worst use of a cloaking device ever. Okay, so they introduced this giant. All I could think of was the Titanic because it looked like it, the bow. Of it the did Titanic. look kind of Titanic-y. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing cuts through the Admiral's ship literally, and it's yeah. kind of hilarious to see it just plowing. Which, like physics, I can't quite reconcile the physics because one would have to. Throw, oh, it's confusing. I, but. Yeah, I feel like one one or the other would just kind of like bounce a little. Yeah, like turn off your engines and just mm-hmm. take the hit. But also like the. Uh, <laughs> The, the structural stability of Starfleet ships is very plot dependent. <laughs> it is. You know, some, sometimes Those engineers, they can, they're a dramatic bunch. Sometimes you can crash one through a moon or something, and it's fine. Uh, sometimes, you know, the skin just kind of peels off. <laughs> Poor ship. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so this in this case, it peeled off. Uh, speaking of damage, I have to address the exploding consoles, which is a staple. But I man, they, they exploded so enthusiastically. <laughs> And so, like, directly from the screen part of the console, just, like, debris and everything. Plus, I, usually, it's I feel like it's almost implied. I guess because, you know, if they do it every week, they don't want to blow up the set. But there was a lot of implied <laughs> explosions. Mm. Like, some sparks would come out. But the this was full-on, like, the console <laughs> just exploded. Lots of Dutch angle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we actually lost a piece of the bridge. I enjoyed that. Where that was the little cool. force field had to come and off. Did somebody get sucked out? I didn't. I think so. Like, have you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Helms lady. (laughs) Um, Uh, But the the um, effects were excellent. uh, Robot head guy. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. 
he got pulled out early. Uh, she, we don't I know think. what happened. Someone, someone said, get her to the infirmary. Ah, so okay. uh, we learned more about Daft Punk. <laughs> Miss Daft Punk. <laughs> Cloud City guy. We don't know his fate. I don't know. I, yeah. It's rough. It was Unknown. a bad battle. There are a lot of Starfleet ships. They're all pew, pew, pewing. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But our hero? Commander? Our POV character? POV character in this video game that we're playing. Yes. Um, she's still locked in her cell, classic mm-hmm. level. <laughs> Solve the puzzle to get out of the cell. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I thought that was a fun bit of, <laughs> I don't even know what, but I liked it. Uh, Are you talking about the AI hacking? Yeah. Or yeah. Talk, okay. Talking the computer into letting her out was great. I wish I could talk my echo into uh, logical quandaries. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we have an ethical discussion of <laughs> creating a six foot <laughs> hole in the force field? Like, this sounds like a nice physics puzzle for <laughs> one of these machines to solve. So that was fun. She, it was, I called it Kirkian, because uh, you've got to convince the computer to do something. It was a little Kirkian, uh, a little, a little, um, kind of Spocky, you know? Yeah. Okay. I feel like there was, there was some scene where, uh, Spock talked the computer down. Uh, I think he always, he got kind of in charge of the computers. If there's a computer problem, he sends Spock. Um, so that was great. That was a, that was a good kind of Star Trek moment. Yeah, I yeah, I don't remember her argument. What was it? It was just probabilities of death. Like it was a lower probability if she did it. I think she talked the computer into that she was less likely to die if it did what she said. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. She cleared that level. It was pretty cool. Uh, Gets out, returns to the bridge, I guess. Yeah, the segue here was weird, but all of a sudden she's talking to the captain. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. At this point, though, the captain had made a critical decision. Right. They had decided, uh, well, the, the Klingons were retrieving bodies. Uh, are we even there yet? No. Um, she had decided to just fly a shuttle over and deliver some photon torpedoes right. by hand. Right. And everyone's like, that's a suicide mission. And she's like, yep. And that's weird. I don't think you should send your... I think we, were, we all learned from Troy's command test that you send an underling to die. You don't go yourself to die, but she was going to go deliver some torpedoes. Right. From uh, <laughs> disaster. Uh, no, this is, this is after disaster because she wanted to oh, become that was a commander. What made her take yeah. the, yeah, yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yep. Good Classic. One. Great episode. Classic. She I think, sends Jordy to die. I think also, <laughs> yeah. Poor Jordy. Poor Jordy. I think, I think we were all kind of waiting to see how the captain would die. Cause like, yeah. I mean, the, she's labeled as a guest star. <laughs> well, she, I didn't yeah, even notice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so. read the credits well. Okay, um, but she's having a discussion with Michael, and Michael convinces her. They have an argument, so the, the mutiny is still not going over well. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting my Picard Star Trek forgiveness moment. <laughs> this is more Battlestar Galactica, I guess. <laughs> I feel like uh, Picard would have found a way to use it as a teaching moment. Yeah, exactly, but no. <laughs> In this one, she's like, uh, yeah, you go die with the torpedoes. And then they notice these tractor beams pulling up dead bodies. Because Kalas. It's what Kalas would have done. Yeah. It's in one of the scriptures. (laughs) Kalas did this. Oh, boy. I I like it. Uh, They're really building up the Klingon mythology. That's good. Yep. I I enjoy the Klingon mythology. I enjoy the Klingon politics, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, it's a little simple right now. (laughs) I, apparently the albino is going to be uh yeah a player yeah yeah uh so let's get to that uh mm-hmm. they decide they're going to put a torpedo warhead mm-hmm. onto a body on a body because that's a that's a solid trick and guess what <laughs> it explodes <Yay. laughs> 
Uh, right in the neck of the ship, right yep. where the commander wanted to shoot, oh, if you remember. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Could have saved everybody a lot of trouble. Uh, they discuss that they're going to capture the uh, Klingon leader, because he's better as a captive than a martyr. Yeah, this was a quick argument that Michael gave. I couldn't quite follow the argument, or then taking a prisoner is good. I guess it's demoralizing. Yeah, yeah that was the captain who was... Oh, she had that argument. Arguing on, on behalf of... Oh, okay, of... got it, got it. Yep, so... Um, now so in, in classic, crazy mission. <laughs> in classic Star Trek style, the captain and first officer strap up and head over to the enemy ship. This was classic Abrams Star Trek, though. This was very good, because I love the scene when Kirk and Spock... It is. Beam over, guns ready. It's yep. so anti-Roddenberry, but... And that's <laughs> what basically what they do. Uh, we even get some sword fighting. Oh, man, yeah. What was she fighting? So he had, uh, the Klingon had a sword. The captain was fighting yeah, with, like, on that. a hunk of metal or something. But somehow she was holding her own. Something she picked up off the ground, maybe? Or maybe she had a baton? Well, it's a Klingon ship. There's probably just knives laying I think, around uh, everywhere. Here's an idea. Maybe phasers should have, like, a little lanyard? Ooh, lanyard. Yeah, because they drop them a lot. Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah, little little kitty mitts. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have holsters in this one? I can't remember. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But um, so Michael's not doing so well. Her head's being squeezed. That's not a great I, way to. Which is not a very efficient way to kill someone. But I guess no, it would get the job done eventually. Yeah. I, it was a weird scene, but she got out of it by. Oh, that was the albino too. She yeah. gouged out his at least one eye. See, he had his eye in a lid. He had some blood there, but he had the eye, which I was disappointed okay. by. Yeah. Because I was hoping we he would come back got a pirate with a cool uh, eye patch. What was CBS thinking? Because, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name from Star Trek? Five? Yeah, he six. had a missing eye. Uh, six. Krang? Yeah, Krang? sounds Something good. Like that. He sounds was cool. Great. I liked him a lot. Uh, yeah, he was a fantastic. So, another Klingon with an eye patch? I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Maybe we'll get a little scar. We'll see how much the makeup department wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for a show like this, you really have to... You do kind of have to ration your eye patches. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's only the second that's, episode. That's every, like a every fifth season time travel character. episode, when you meet future the crew, somebody has to have an eye patch, right? Like, you're tempted to do that. You're tempted to give someone an eye patch. Just occurred to me. Uh, O'Brien. Mirror Universe O'Brien. Oh, eye patch. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good observation. <laughs> um, does everything go well over on the Klingon ship? Um, no. Uh, not so great, no. I, I mean, I'm suspending a lot of disbelief, but you send two people to clear the bridge of a Klingon battleship. Was that the bridge? Yeah. Which I assume there's going to be, like, a bunch of Klingons there. And they're they're pretty they're good. They're, they're pretty security, good at murdering. I'm going to assume. Yeah. 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 So maybe you send like so they did know, really like, well. Like three I mean, people. If you think of it that way. <laughs> they did pretty good, you know. I mean, they yeah, yeah. Perhaps a security person trained in security and yeah. shooting things. I mean, they they <laughs> killed like nine Klingons and had one casualty. So not that's bad. true. But the casualty was the captain, which very sad. She got a knife in the heart. It was right pretty bad. Oh yeah. Didn't even get like a last word in. Just no. Like, boom. Like yeah. and <laughs> we got her death announcement from the bridge of I almost called it the Enterprise, the Shinzo. Did I get it right that time? I was <laughs> gonna write that down and forgot. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It blew up. Yeah. Well, it was evacuated. We don't know if it blew up. That's true. It's <laughs> drifting around out there somewhere. Um. So. Uh, Michael gets beamed back 
she's obviously very upset because mm-hmm. the captain died. Uh, there's a little moment here where uh, uh, Lieutenant Doug Jones, Saru, Saru, um, is Sarek. like Saru, Saru, Lieutenant, the alien guy. Oh man, I can't follow these names. Livestock, All Lieutenant right. Livestock. <laughs> um, Paul he's, one. He's like, well, she doesn't have a life sign, and it sounds like you're in trouble, so you're coming back. Yeah, I like that decision though. Exactly. I wish more Star Trek. No, I think that was like great. That, that was, was very a good decision. Yep. From a guy who I, was bagging on. <laughs> in two episodes as a secondary character, yeah, he already he's has personality. Well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel more sympathetic toward him than Michael at this moment, but So she gets back and we get a court martial. And a very uh, dramatic get a, like one. a smash cut. Like um, like she gets back and then bam, we're in the court martial. Uh yeah. before the, the council of ominous admirals. Yeah, they are dramatic. Everyone in this universe is very dramatic. Yeah, there's like the smoke. Lighting is, there's smoke, smoke in the room. I noticed the smoke. I, Laser lighting. smoking a cigar. Their faces. Yeah, and they're backlit. And they're like... Very intimidating. Recap the plot of this episode. And so she does. <laughs> and innocent or guilty. Guilty. No. Yeah. And so she gets sent to... Uh, something. Penal colony. She's sure. going to hang out with Tom Paris. <laughs> Okay, so this is the twist. Um, did you see this coming? Court martial? No. No, me neither. Not even a little bit. Yeah, so they're going full drama with this show. Um, it's not I, next generation. We're not getting used to a crew. I was all excited to get used to the mm-hmm. bridge crew. I thought mm-hmm. we were going to see more of them, but no. Nope. I think uh, we have seen the last of Cloud City Guy and Daft Punk. Oh, man. I hope there's someone worthy of their replacements. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody else's face doesn't turn into an alert... <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, maybe they'll have a headband or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I did uh, speculate after the last one that, you know, maybe this is going to be her like super low point. And then you did say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you nailed it. I didn't know it was going to be this low, though. I didn't know it was going to be penal colony, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, next generation, they would have been like, well, you're confined to quarters for two weeks. Yeah. Better not hit anybody again. <laughs> or Tom Paris. You lock Didn't, him up for 30 days and he yeah, writes he a like, memoir. He like blew up an alien uh, <laughs> yeah, spaceship. I, to save a planet because he was like the, eco-friendly. He was, was saving the, the water planet. Yeah. Wow. That's not going to play out in this one. This is um this is more Battlestar than Star Trek. To be Apparently. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the uniform. It's Star Trek are. technology. <clears throat> yep. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Are you happy about that? Would you prefer a next generation, or do you want this Battlestar? I think it's interesting. It's uh, it's modern. It's modern. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Do you think there will be bottle episodes? Are we going to get the wacky adventures of <laughs> Tall Guy and... Right, like Saru and, and somebody uh, go to the Lower Decks. I forgot to mention the, the Sarek cross-universe... Yeah. Mind meld yeah, scene. the long range. So she got a pep talk from her. Well, it turns out she's a ward. So does that make him a warden? I don't know. That's weird. So does her make, warden. Does that make her the Robin <laughs> to his Batman? Ah, I like that one. Okay, so Batman rings her because <laughs> she's Batman. having a bad day, and he has a she bad is. day detector, I guess. <laughs> and he gives her a pep talk, mm-hmm. and it's a good pep talk. And she's like, "But you don't give me pep talks." He's like, "Yeah, I'm not a great dad." <laughs> so. I'm, that character is kind of awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying. He is pretty him. cool. I like. I guess he's going to be a regular. I 
some kind of brain cross-dimensional communications. They've so invented. maybe we're gonna get we're gonna get exposition through um, logs and yeah. uh, mind talking to Sarek. Do you think people in penal colonies keep logs? Oh, penal colonies. Prison, prisoners log. <laughs> yeah, date, prisoners log. Something. <laughs> wow, I kind of think they do. I want to read Tom Paris's prison logs. <laughs> Probably boring. Oh, okay. Uh, well, so that's I guess that's the end for now. Um, so you're enjoying the modern super serial drama. You know, I gotta say, uh, first episode, I was thinking a lot about the uh, you know the art direction, the effects, the characters, stuff like that. Second yeah. one, um, kind of got pulled into the story. You know. I mean, it was an action show, this one. Like, yeah. I, half of it seemed to just be an action set piece, but. It was action. And I, I was definitely staring at the set, or the set design for that. Because yep. <laughs> it was just, it was good. It was, mm-hmm. They put a little money into it. For being a bridge set they're probably not going to use again. That was a very nice bridge. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about the previews in a second, but the new bridge looks pretty similar to the old bridge to my eye. <laughs> similar. Similar. I haven't figured out how to make them look distinct yet. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my kind of takeaway from the second episode is it was good. It was fast paced. Uh, Maybe it was very intentional, but they threw in a lot of Star Trek-y stuff of, you know, technical problems to overcome. They did. They did. Wow, we're two episodes down and we're guessing what? 11 left? Something like that. Yeah. They've got a lot of story to tell. So let's talk about the previews super quick because they look interesting. Um, Well, I guess it, what it established in terms of context is that, uh, like I said, we just watched a, a prequel. It wasn't even like a pilot. Yeah, totally. Uh, I was thinking this is the beginning of Wolf 359 earlier. And yeah. I'm, I, yep, I'm convinced. This is now, now we're going to pick up with Cisco. Now his second career. It is kind of that. I think uh, it's possible we won't see another, you know, battle of that scale for a while. Like this is going to be a big, yeah, a big incident in the universe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, we'll zoom into the character. She gets a new haircut. Her hair looks great. Yep. See if that endures. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, but yeah, off off the ship, I I really think um, it's just uh, uh, Lieutenant Alien guy. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he makes it onto the Discovery too. So yeah. it turns out they get onto some ship Discovery, helmed by so not they, helmed by so they introduce by, us to. Uh, by. Yeah. So they introduced us to, to two main characters, I guess, in these uh-huh. two episodes. Uh-huh. Well, Madman. Madman number one. He looks very serious. The mm-hmm. captain of the Discovery. Yes, he does. Um, looks like some kind of work-release program. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, this penal colony is outsourcing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if, <laughs> if Kirk can go from whatever he was at the beginning of Star Trek to captain in 45 minutes. I think he was a freshman in high school. <laughs> they gave him a ship. <laughs> so this, I guess, um, the next few episodes will be really kind of the pilot. You know, we'll get introduced yeah, to the actual is. ship, oh. the actual yeah. crew. Fair enough, yeah. Okay, I just had to draw another Battlestar Galactica parallel. Yeah, by all means. Like, it's the miniseries. We just watched the miniseries. Now we're going to get into the real series. <laughs> yep. But it makes me wonder uh, where the arc's going. So I'm interested. Um, the visuals are good. Yeah. I wonder if we'll I have <laughs> uh, Klingon spies to worry about. I believe they're only leaving uh, two characters for us to care about. Michael and <laughs> Paul Dude. <laughs> yep. That's kind of scary, because you want to get used to a crew. 
I think I like that part of Star Trek, so I want to find a crew and dig it. Sure. You get to know. And honestly, I haven't, looked, I haven't looked up, like, who what the crossover is between the, the crew that we had for the these two episodes and yeah. um, who is listed as, like, the regular <laughs> cast. I'd kind of like to be surprised. I'll have to watch that intro more. The intro is very nice. The uh, hand-drawn, inky ships flying around, very 60s, but cute style. I enjoyed it. It's You know, it's a little reminiscent of um, kind of Netflixy. Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Not, Not in a bad love way. With the theme. The theme's a little boring and melancholy. It's, it's a little bland. Um, it's by far not the worst thing it could have been. <laughs> nope. Uh, it's not a guy strumming on a guitar. So mm-hmm. I, guess okay. I feel like if, if it had just been the ship uh, flying around, flying through nebulas and stuff, that might have been a little, a little rehashed. I really enjoyed the silhouette little black ship flying around each scene. <laughs> I just want a screensaver of that little ship flying around. That was pretty great. I liked when it did the little twirl through the one scene. I really so. think the discovery is ugly, but I've, I'm also worried that they're totally brainwashing me into liking it because of that little black ship flying around. I really like that silhouette. It's, it's growing on me. It has a nice silhouette from above. That's definitely. it. And they're just playing on that beautiful silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, the side or the bottom, eh, who knows. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I think we talked this one to death. Let's end this episode. Let's do it. Thanks for chatting, Eli. Thank you. Bye-bye.